0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Darwin Zook. Thanks for tuning in to MLB Extras podcast, Cardinals edition. Pleased to be joined by Cards reporter, Jennifer Langosh. Jennifer, as always, we appreciate the time and Let's look right at the Cardinals after five straight years making the playoffs. Now it's three straight years not making the postseason. The last time that happened was back in the late 90s. Let's talk right away about the managerial change that happened during the season. Mike Matheny gone, Mike Schilt in. What changes did you notice when that happened and going to the end of the season? The cards did make a run at the playoffs but came up short. So what did you notice in terms of the change there?
1: Yeah, I mean, the change certainly seemed to re-energize the clubhouse. You know, I mean, evidenced, obviously, through the way the Cardinals played, um, certainly to start the second half. But you're really, overall, the entire second half, one of the best teams in baseball from the time Mike Schilt took over until the end of the season. Uh, you know, communication, I think, was one area that Mike Schilt really wanted to emphasize, communicating better with players, with his coaching staff, improving that. And I think we saw that pay big dividends. And there was an accountability factor that I think maybe had kind of gone uh, missing uh, under Mike Matheny there in his last season. So. All those things, again, produce better on-field results. Certainly there are places the Cardinals want to be that they didn't get to this year, most notably playing in October. This was a team that had not missed the playoffs three straight seasons since the 1990s. So here in St. Louis, not playing October baseball isn't, isn't okay with the fan base. But um, again, I think the Cardinals as an organization and the fan base as well has to be excited about what they saw of Mike Schilt and the way he was able to, to kind of galvanize the group of players once he took over.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned that fan base. They are definitely uh, not a fan base that likes to miss the postseason. So if you had to pinpoint, I know this is a loaded question, but if you had to pinpoint specific things on the field, other than the managerial change and attitude, but specific changes or additions, if you had to pinpoint one or two things for the cards to get back to playing in October, right off the bat, what would those one or two things be?
1: I'd start with the offense and it's an interesting conversation because if we look back at the podcast I was doing at this time last year I'd say the same thing I mean this is a team that still needs that big impact bat they sought it last offseason you know they went hard after Giancarlo Carlos Stanton who of course turned down and you know he used his no trade clause to turn down a possible deal to St. Louis they pivoted to Marcelo Zuna who the Cardinals had hoped would be a very impactful cleanup hitter You know, you look at Ozuna's numbers at the end of the season, they were fine. They were okay, but he wasn't necessarily the dynamic player that the Cardinals thought. So that leads them into another offseason, hoping to improve the offense. You know, it's interesting because if you look at the final numbers, Cardinals offense was okay last year. They ranked fourth in the league in runs per game, fourth in the league in home runs per game. But it just wasn't consistent enough. So this is a team that, interestingly enough, has the financial flexibility and the roster space to be able to make a run at some of the big free agents out there. We'll see if they're willing to get a little bit uncomfortable doing so. I think after you, know, you address the offensive issue, you have to turn to the bullpen. And while the Cardinals have a glut of young arms and young rising pitchers, do they have enough for the back end of the bullpen? I think that's a question that hangs over this organization entering this winter. In particular, this is a team that needs to find some left-handed relief help. You know, they've tried to sift through lefty relievers in recent years from Kevin Segris to Brett Cecil. They just haven't had a lot of success. So I would expect the Cardinals, whether through the free agent market or, or perhaps more realistically through a trade, address that by finding a lefty reliever who they feel can they can plug into the back end of that bullpen.
0: Yeah, and just from afar, when I when I think about the Cardinals, too, and their postseason success, so much as I think of bullpen arms, guys coming out of there throwing 100 miles an hour, just being really effective. So that's always been a staple to Cardinals success. Uh, and so has starting pitching over the years. And a guy that's been there for a long time is Adam Wainwright. And kind of a cool story, you just wrote about that. He's coming back for a 15th season. Was it kind of a no-brainer for both parties to have Wainwright come back or was this a decision that took a little while for both Adam and the team to reach to come back?
1: you know it's been an interesting evolution to watch you know I think if you had asked the organization or even Adam in the summer you know whether they thought this reunion was possible I mean at the time Adam Wainwright was considering retirement I mean he was on the disabled list yet again, uncertain about when he'd return and then uncertain about what role he'd be able to fill if he did return. Fast forward to the month of September, and Adam made four starts for this team, and they were pretty good. I mean, the numbers weren't great, but you saw a lot of strikeouts, very few walks, and his velocity jumped back to where it was pre-injury. And all that led Adam to to insist that he had more in the tank and intrigued the Cardinals enough to, to think that he can still contribute moving forward. Now, at 37 years old, and with all the injuries he has had in recent years, there is a lot of risk here. But the way they were able to work it out so fast is essentially Adam Wainwright is betting on himself. He's taking a deal that has a very low base salary. If he pitches well, he'll get all sort of incentives to kick in and he'll make his money if he doesn't or if he's hurt. And there's very low risk to the Cardinals. They won't have to pay out that much. So um, once the Cardinals and Adam began discussing and realized that this incentive-based contract was a way that both sides were comfortable moving forward in, it really did come together pretty quickly. And you know, all of a sudden, you add Adam Wainwright back in, we'll see. He's going to come into spring training as a starting pitcher. There is the possibility that he could shift into a bullpen role, depending on what the need might be and the other options the Cardinals have. But um, he comes back into a group of a, a lot of young starting pitchers. So I think the other element of this that's very interesting and beneficial for the Cardinals is those young starting pitchers are going to get to continue to learn under Adam Wainwright, who's been one of the best here in a Cardinal uniform in, in a long time.
0: No question about that. Talking with Jennifer Langosh, Cardinals reporter. And Jennifer, another comeback that could perhaps occur is Rick Ankiel. Uh this story is surprising and interesting in a lot of ways. He's 39 years old, but it, he's attempting one final major league comeback. Am I getting that right after all these years?
1: He wants to. I mean, this is fascinating, right? I mean, you think about Rick Ankiel's career and you start out with the Cardinals. Came up very dynamic pitcher, and then you know, we all saw what happened to him in that 2000 postseason. Uh, and he was never able to get that back. And of course, he made that second comeback as a position player and had a nice career. Hasn't played in the major since 2013, hasn't pitched in the major since 2004. But very interesting moment over the summer, Rick Ankiel played in an exhibition game with former major league players, and he took the mound for the first time in many, many years. And afterwards, he started talking about this comeback that he wanted to make and this idea that he wanted his children to be able to see him pitch again. And he's very serious about it. So, at 39 years old, Rick Ankiel is going into this offseason, trying to get himself in shape, and is very interested in trying to come back again as a pitcher which is remarkable when you consider how long it's been since he has pitched. Now, of course, the natural connection would be Ricky and Keel returning to the Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals, John Moselak, their, their president of baseball operations, has had discussions already with Ricky and Keel about this possibility. The two sides plan to check in with each other later in the offseason. Um, and we'll see if we talk about lefty relief help. There's Ricky Keel, perhaps there's a match. I still think it's a long shot of sorts, but certainly an interesting and fascinating story that we'll be following all winter.
0: Yeah, what an, what an amazing story that would be if he was able to come back and contribute in any way uh, and actually be a part of the team. We'll see how that all unfolds. Uh, we started talking off the bat about Mike Schilt and what he was able to do as an attitude change within the clubhouse, but there was also some other changes to the coaching staff uh, Jose Aquindo changing from his role, a third base coach, talk about some of those coaching changes as well, in addition to Schilt.
1: Yeah. So there is going to be quite a shuffle of coaches. Um, as you noted, Jose Okendo, the longtime third base coach, here, beloved coach here in St. Louis has decided he'd like to, to work out of the Jupiter, Florida complex, just to be home. That's where his home is. His family is down there. Um, he's endured multiple knee surgeries in recent years. And I think the wear and tear on him, uh, you know, he wants to be a little bit more comfortable. So he will continue to work in a different capacity within the organization, but him leaving, of course, opened up a spot. Uh, Pop Warner, who came up mid-season from the minor leagues to serve as Mike Schilt's bench coach, will take over as third base coach. That, of course, leaves a bench coach opening, which will be filled by Oliver Marmol, who was most recently the Cardinals' first base coach. Um, Mark Budaska, who came up as a hitting coach again during those mid-season changes, he will stay on as an assistant hitting coach. But the Cardinals still need to fill two more coaching positions, the hitting coach position and the first base coach position. So they're beginning to kind of put together a list of candidates for those two jobs. I will tell you that Stubby Clapp, who has been the AAA manager for the Memphis team the last two years and has led that team to Pacific Coast League Championships both years, he will almost assuredly get one of those two positions if he doesn't leave the organization for another job. So Cardinals are kind of waiting for Stubby to, to you know kind of figure out where, where he wants to go. Um, but certainly they would love and welcome him on that Major League staff if he's interested. In.
0: certainly a lot of shuffling going on there with the coaches as you talked about and as we wrap up here jennifer some of the young players within the organization uh, they got some contributions from like daniel Ponce de leon at the end of the season what other young players and you talked about hitting wise they still looking for that big bat is it more likely that they would find a big bat outside the organization in free agency or are there some up-and-coming players young players within the system or those more pitchers what do you see from within the organization uh of young players being able to contribute next season
1: yeah it's interesting because the cardinals blueprint for so long of course has been to draft and develop players i mean that's how they like to find their impact players but if you look at the Cardinals system, and we got a great look at it this year with the number of young players that came forward, so many of the, those players are pitchers. And while the Cardinals feel very comfortable with the wave of young pitchers they have, unfortunately, they don't have those impact position players at the high minor league levels. I think you have to go down more to single A to, to be able to point out some guys who you think maybe down the road can be those impact bats. So as the Cardinals look to address pitching, I would expect most of that to, to come internally. As they look to address their need offensively though, They're going to have to look outside. You know, the big question I think that will continue to swirl around this organization is how big are they willing to go? I mean, are you talking about making a bid for a Bryce Harper or Manny Machado type? Uh, That's certainly a place the Cardinals have the flexibility to go financially if they want to. The good news for them, though, is that this is also a deep free agent class beyond those two names. So the Cardinals certainly have a lot of different areas that they can wait in this offseason. One thing was very clear, though, in talking to John Mozalock this week during a press conference is that they weren't, you know, 88 wins was not acceptable to this organization. Missing the playoffs was not acceptable. So I do expect there to be a number of changes as they look to build a better roster for 2019.
0: Yeah, certainly a very proud organization and a very intense fan base as well in St. Louis. So it should be a fascinating offseason to see the direction the team goes in. Jennifer, I really appreciate the time. Great work as always, and we look forward to talking to you more during the offseason.
1: Thanks so much,
0: Darwin. Absolutely. Jennifer, joining us here on the Cardinals podcast. Thanks for joining us on MLB Extra.
2: Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story and one of the best